are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this crossover installment of Locked On Texans and Locked On Browns. And of course, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. This is Jeff Lord. Jeff, welcome back. <laughs> um, we're going to get into this as it is crossover <laughs> Thursday. Um, obviously, you know, for you fans, there is going to be a football game played Sunday. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, you know, other things that go on. Um, there was always going to be the first time back for Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's going to be Sunday in Houston because um, it had to be 11 games in, not 10, I guess. Oh, 12. So, or yeah, season. I mean, or six, a, you know. know. I mean, it's not like they didn't have the schedule in hand. Uh, but we're going to have some fun with this, obviously, but a game to cover here. Um, you guys know me. I love the draft. So as difficult as this season is for Texans, I'm kind of excited for them. I was telling Cody about that. I mean, you get to do a lot of you know a lot of fun coverage here when you have that type of draft capital. But crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. You're not competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick anywhere from two to five players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to put a lineup together. It's simple. It's easy. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Jeff, before we jump into anything, the last time you and I did a crossover installment, it took place on September 15, 2021. And the top, and I do mean the top subject that you and I talked about was <laughs> whether or not Baker Mayfield can continue the great production he put on the previous season. Oh, God. Boy, how things have changed over a year. <laughs> and to, to be fair... <laughs> Baker Mayfield had a really good day that day up until the point he thought he was Dick Butkus and gotten, you know, yeah. lamed <laughs> and basically thwarted anything of a career that ever was there. I, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my God. I, that, and just yet another step in the irony of, wow. Yeah. <laughs> man and jeff on sunday as you mentioned the 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 four and seven cleveland browns which come to houston inside nrg in a, inside nrg stadium to take on the one nine and one houston texans jeff i'm gonna let you get it started what is the biggest storyline for the cleveland browns <laughs> I think the Texans having that one nine and one record, the tie is always. Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, look, it's a lot of this, and this is where it's so weird. You know the way the NFL does things because if mm -hmm. you remember going into it, it was well they don't want him to return in Houston. Mm -hmm. So then out came out the six game suspension. The NFL, well that's not good enough. All right, eleven. I put some coming back to Houston. All right, sold. Like I mean, like the NFL, you never know what they're doing. Um, look, is this going to be awkward as far as, you know, Browns fans are excited because, look, you know, if you're a true football fan, you look past everything and he's now my quarterback. That's it. He's here. Da, 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 da. You mm -hmm. know, you kind of put blinders onto the outside world. So going to Houston, um, you know, where, it, you know, obviously it started, um, where the awkwardness of 2021 was. 
certainly then traded, uh, you know, for Houston, a boatload, hopefully, towards their future, hopefully changing things. Thankfully, in the AFC South, it's not a very difficult division to, you know, make a huge jump within one year. Um, but it's going to be all sorts of weird. It is, you know, I mean, like the announcers, what do you say? The crowd, you know, it's going to be very, very negative. Hmm. Um, there's the propensity that he could not play well because it's 28 games, almost 715 days by the time he takes the field. Um, how amped up is he going to be? Can he mentally block out everything? Because this is going to be an issue for a long time. He's going to be hmm. a very hated man in almost every building he plays in. It's all it, – it, it's it's just this big, big, crazy – crazy thing and the Browns technically are still a little bit alive but even still they want to look good over these six games because you know they need to attract some free agents on the defensive side of the ball and over these six games with Deshaun they need to show those guys that we think we're a pretty good team yeah and of course for the Houston Texans side of things the biggest storyline in this game is the return of Deshaun Watson even Lovey Smith spoke on it not just on Monday but he also spoke on it um Wednesday morning as well after practice he said look we understand that this is a big game because of the person that is coming back and a lot of the guys that's inside the locker room, I think with the exception of Brandon Cooks, Titus Howard, um, and Jordan Aikens, if I'm not mistaken, nobody else inside that locker room actually played with Deshaun Watson. But at the end of the day, when you take a look at Watson taking the field for the first time in nearly two years, um, the last time we saw him, he played against the Tennessee Titans through for like 365 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um Deshaun at one time was a sense of hope and promise for not just for the Houston Texans, but for the city of Houston. I mean, you know how big football here is here in, in, in the state of Texas. I mean, especially when you take a look at the city of Houston. But when he steps onto the field for the very first time, yes, there's going to be the off-field issues that is also going to play a big factor in how awkward this situation is going to be. But at the same time, it's going to represent what the Houston Texans had on the field what they and what they should still have. And it's just going to represent the downfall of the Houston Texans. I mean, me and my co-host John Hickman, we talked about this several times on the show we talked about it even on on monday's installment when we talked about whether or not the houston texans should fully and taste in fully embrace the tank this is an organization you lost a franchise quarterback that was just starting to scratch the surface of the problem of his career and now you are looking at a situation you know you are almost two years removed from his best season in the nfl and you're one nine and one. There's no hope. There's no promise. And Jeff, it is so bad to the point over the last two games, it seemed like a lot of the players were out there on the field just to collect their paycheck. I mean, yes, the Houston Texans were bad last season, but the one thing that you could never question was the effort that they went out there on the field. Now they don't even play with that same effort anymore. So, you know, Deshaun, when he steps onto the field, ironically, inside NRG Stadium in Houston, <laughs> it's just going to represent so many emotions of what could have been, what you had, what actually took place, and the downfall, unfortunately, for the Houston Texans. Yeah, um, and you know, for Houston, if you look at it, and you know, 
if this goes the Browns way and, you know, what are your realistic options? You know what I'm saying? Deep run in the playoffs, hopefully next three, four seasons. Mm-hmm. You're looking for something like that. Or Houston's on a rebuild and it was like, well, we were already working towards that. We already kind of had had that. Defense got old. Uh, Deshaun obviously couldn't do everything, even though he was damn well trying in 20. Um, mm-hmm. and, and now it's just you're, you're on the complete other side of it. Um, you know, I, and then there's the other, like there's so many weird scenarios. Deshaun Watson tearing his ACL his rookie year elevated the Cleveland Browns to the number four over pick, which became Denzel <laughs> Ward. It bumped up their second round pick that became Nick Chubb. There's like so much weird ways that, you know, you know, Deshaun and the Browns and the Texans were all intertwined before all this, um, you know, so definitely just a, a crazy scenario. And, you know, the Texans, I mean, I, I, if the fans are probably going to go there, they're going to get liquored up and they're going to boo till they pass out. And you know what? <laughs> God bless them. And, 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 and they're not just booing Deshaun Watson. They're booing everything. The, you know, like, man, it, we are at the absolute bottom of the barrel. And look, I mean, you know, yes, granted the Browns traded for him. So they seems like they maybe wore more of the crown of crap in this scenario. But Houston certainly obviously is. We're not going to touch on that other subject about people that might be in the game because that's just another crazy one. I, I, all of this is, you know, every you, you just, you know, I, I'm not saying it's correct or it's not. But the NFL just wants to get through this game very, very quietly. And then it's on to da 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 da, and you know the way it works with the NFL. You know, you know, things get forgotten quickly. Um, but this is what we're going to get to here. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm excited to ask Cody about this because there is one thing right off the bat. You know, I, I think that Houston has a little advantage of against the Browns that they've had an issue with all year. We're going to get into some matchups here, break it down a little bit more. It's crossover Thursday, locked on Texans, locked on Browns. Make sure you guys have us queued up on your favorite podcast app. On YouTube, subscribe, notifications on. So when it drops, you're there to consume it. Hit likes on it's just a little something, guys. You're there anyway. You watch, man. Just click the click like. Uh, appreciate you all for being along for the ride. We're gonna get to uh you know some matchups here that we are looking forward to for both teams Sunday afternoon in Houston. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football cast, uh, football podcasts that we're sure you guys are going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcast. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russell Wilson, alongside his co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Wad, digs into high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders as they push the boundaries of their potential. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders. Available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcast. Head on over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest crossover installment of Locked On Texans and Locked On Browns. Jeff, outside of the whole Deshaun Watson shenanigan, at the end of the day, there is still a football game that is being played. When you take a look at the Houston Texans, when you take a look at the Browns, what are some of the matchups that you are actually looking forward to? Well, I look at some things from the Texans' standpoint. They run the ball pretty well. This has been an issue for the Browns most of the year. Um, they've made some changes here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Sione Takitaki has ever been, uh, for always been the Sam linebacker here. Um, Browns almost had their hand forced, kind of put him at Mike a little bit in the Cincinnati game, and he flourished. Kind of looks really, really good. Um, he's bigger, he's thicker, he moves well enough to handle it for now. 
Um, they like playing a lot of nickel defense. So you put Taki Taki at the mic. You put Jerem, uh, Jeremiah Usukoromoa in there basically to freelance, make plays, just you know, find the ball, see the ball, destroy the ball, that type of thing. But Damian Pierce, you know, kind of, you know, with the running game, definitely gives me some thoughts there. Um, you know, there are some capable receivers here. They haven't been able to get, you know, that much in that much into it. But flipping it up on the offensive side of the ball is, you know, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, on the rookie uh, that I absolutely loved at LSU, whether or not he's going to be able to go this week. Because um, you would like to see him go against Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm. You know, each week, you know, if it's going to be a lost season, you want him to be as ready to go as he possibly can be. So I'd love to see those matchups. Um, but in truth and reality of it, it's it, it's seeing what Ford can do. You know, the Browns go in this, you know, with a little bit of limitation, basically saying, hey, let's make sure we can call like the 15, 20 best passing plays we think we have for him. So if we get him going on the right foot, you know, you know, not like you need to develop confidence in a guy that's getting $238 million guaranteed, um, but you would like to make it simple and get this first start, you know, get some nice numbers out of it, you know, where he feels comfortable, everything goes smoothly, and the Browns don't have to hear anything negative about, you know, God forbid he only completed 57% of his passes, but Jacoby Brissett completed 64 ahead. Mm. You know, those are things, you know, so the Browns would like to have a nice efficient day out of Deshaun Watson. And for the Browns, look, you know, games like this are the ones that they have turned into issues. Games that they should be able to go in, handle their business, get out easy. These are the ones that really kind of been giving them some problems. Go in there, handle your business. You know, defense, you think there might be some signs of them starting to play a little bit better, fingers crossed. But these are things for me definitely I'm looking at here, Cody. And for the Houston Texans side of things, it's a little bit similar. Uh, first and foremost, I'm I'm interested to see how are the Houston Texans going to match up with the Cleveland Browns wide receiving core. I mean, Amari Cooper, he's having a really good season, as you know, and it's unfortunate because I don't expect Derek Stingley Jr. to play on Sunday. He's still dealing with a mild hamstring injury. And- if he's not on the field on Thursday, there's no way you're playing your first round rookie. When you're one nine and one on, exactly. on a soft Friday practice, nobody does that. We all know exactly, what time it is. exactly. Lovey Smith said his status is still up in the air, but we all know at the end of the day, look, there's a great possibility. We are like ninety eight point nine percent um sure that Derek Stingley would not take the field, and that's going to be very important because without Derek Stingley, look, he hasn't had the 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 most explosive rookie campaign like a Sauce Gardner, the other defensive back. He's going to be compared to for majority if not his entire career but Derek Stanley Jr. has been pretty solid as a rookie um and a lot of his mishap that has taken place is only due to the fact that Lovey Smith hasn't orchestrated a defense that is suitable for his best defensive attribute which is man-to-man coverage but Derek Stanley has elevated the Texan secondary and without him these last two games I mean it just seems like the opposing team's wide receiving core has had an opportunity just to feast on the Houston Texans secondary um, because there has been a bit of a decline since Stingley has been on the sideline. And you take a look at what the Miami Dolphins with Tua was able to do against the Houston Texans within basically two quarters because I think he only played like a drive and a half before they set him down. Um, I'm looking at that from a standpoint. Look, Tua is a great quarterback, but if Deshaun Watson gets into a zone early, yeah, this could be a this can be a long day for the Houston Texans um secondary. But at the end of the day, you have to take a look at the run game on both sides of the ball for the Houston Texans. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball with Damian Pierce, yes, he is probably the favorite to win offensive rookie of the year. However, Jeff, 
Cleveland Browns fans, you probably you guys are probably gonna love this, but Damian Pierce have seen a huge decline in his production over the last two games. I mean, this is a guy who has only rushed for 16 yards on 15 carries over the last two games. Majority of that has been due to the struggles that the offensive line has been going up against. But at the same time, we know it's not going to take much to get Damian Pierce going because prior to that, the first nine games of his career, 772 yards on 27 carries with three touchdown so in order for the houston texans to get anything going on offense they have to make sure that they establish the run and of course on defense it's stopping the run lovey smith dig went up there on wednesday talking about how the houston texans have done better at stopping the run yada 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 okay yeah they have but at the end of the day it's because they've been able to move the ball in the, with their passing game, especially due to the absence of Derek Stingley. And you also didn't have to play a top five running back like Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb has already recorded not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six games where he has rushed for over 100 yards. And this is a Houston Texans defense who has given up an average of 168 yards on the ground, and they have allowed at least five running backs this year to record over 100 yards on the ground, and that's including um, Derrick Henry, who has rushed for over 200 yards in a win against the Houston Texans a couple weeks ago. So regardless of everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson, I do believe that this game is going to come down to who is going to have the most success at stopping the run, the Cleveland Browns defense or the Houston Texans defense, defense, which I would definitely place my money on the Cleveland Browns defense. Well, the thing is, and this is what happens, what's difficult for Houston, when you're a poor team who runs the ball well, that can get taken away from you very quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly getting down 30 nothing to Tua and the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, trust me, we've seen it, you know, Browns-wise. It's been an issue and, you know, People are so fixated on Nick Chubb and 20 carries and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, well, he only got 13. Yeah, but they were down by 17 in the middle of the third quarter. You know, th that's how what good teams do. They take good players away. So, you know, it's great to have a good running game, but you need to be an overall good football team to truly be able to, you know, have it work for you throughout four weeks every single week. Before we switch it up here, we're going to go to, uh, you know, some predictions. Look, man. Cody, is it looks, man, you guys pretty much probably going to end up with the number one pick. You know, do we have our <laughs> eyes on the next guy? No, because, look, there's a lot of Ohio listeners here, Cody. I mean, are, are you guys looking at the guy that plays in Columbus? Are we looking at the guy that plays down in Tuscaloosa? You know, early favorite for you. Who you think? Oh, look, Bryce or CJ, I'm happy either or. Um, I feel like if the Houston Texans can get one of the two, that's definitely going to bring some rele relevancy back to the franchise. If I had to pick, I'm going to have to go with Bryce Young, though. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Bryce Young. I mean, I, I just think he's a little, little bit, just a tad bit more ready to not only play in the NFL, but actually make more of an impact as a rookie versus CJ. Like like I said, I'm happy with either or. Like if something happened and the Houston Texans fall to number two and Roger Cadell say with the number two overall pick the Houston Texans select CJ, I'm going to still be happy as hell. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I think every, every single time I watch both CJ and Bryce, I just think, like I mentioned, Bryce has the capability to make an immediate impact 
on a franchise, especially a, a struggling franchise like the Texans? Here's the reason, and, and this, I went through this years ago when we were doing the evaluation of Deshaun Watson. Um, and if anybody remembers, and obviously a lot of Texans fans listening, there were a lot of questions about Deshaun Watson's overall arm strength. Mm -hmm. That was I one of the big it. things they were trying to come up with. Um, it does seem like his arm, if it wasn't right towards the end of his Clemson career, it got right, and it did never seem. So for me, it was always, well, find a way where he goes to Houston. So you play eight or eight and a half games per year now mm -hmm. with a 17-game schedule in Houston. You have a road game in Jacksonville. You have a road game in Nashville um, and a road game in Indianapolis. So that's almost 11 to 12 games of your schedule per year. So if you're concerned about size with Hall, that's fine because he's playing 12 games a year in a dome or most likely a decent, solid weather. You know, so Houston, you know, this could go on where we hear these negatives about quarterbacks, you know, in this draft class. But when you say, oh, well, you know, you know, either eight or nine games a year in, the, in Houston in those confines. It's a lot easier to see the path. I mean, you know, if you get the AFC North once every three years, obviously that's, you know, something maybe you'd worry about. But if you're going to get 70% of the games in, in your friendly weather environments, that eliminates some of these negatives guys want to bring up about size or, you know, speed. So all things to think about. But, you know, again, look, I, I tell you, I am a little bit excited because, you know, for a team like Houston, when it's it, it's tough to be in that situation, um, but you know, hey, you know, it, to get to do really deep draft coverage, you know, for the Browns, they've mortgaged this for me, so it's kind of <laughs> like, ah, here's a couple of guys I like in the top 100. Let's see what happens. And then last year they traded down in the third round, but Martin Emerson's a baller. You guys are going to see that on Sunday. We're switching up here. Predictions. Cody and I just having a good time here. I I, I forget sometimes how much again the inter the intertwined. <laughs> between the Texans, the Browns, Deshaun and, and, Watson. And by the way, I forgot to mention another guy. Who oh, boy, a, here goes. Jadavion Clowney. Oh, there it's we go. It's going to be another welcome home party for him. Like, Imagine Jadavion Clowney being a back page story. <laughs> it's like that, you know, the Joe, guy that he is. When I tell you during that time, and I kind of consider Jadavion Clowney more so one of the originators of the Houston Texans that became the Texans towards the end of the 2010s. When I tell you he was my favorite Texan at that time, Man, I loved every bit of it. <laughs> See, here's the thing with Clowney that's a little bit interesting before we switch it up is Clowney last year at eight and a half million with nine sacks. That was a really, really nice value play. Mm -hmm. Jamie Clowney right now is making north of 14 million, and we have two sacks to this point. <laughs> so, and this is always the thing, you know, and you know it with Houston, everywhere he's yeah. gone, Seattle. Don't ask Tennessee Titan fans about it. Don't you ever bring up the name <laughs> Jadavian Clowney around anybody associated with the Tennessee Titans. Like they would, they'll ask, where was the gun as he took $14.5 million for playing like 16 plays? Um, but he he's such a mystery. And you, the thing is, is you know, at any given time, he can go out there and just absolutely dominate a game because oh, that yeah, day he was definitely. on. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, but we got we got more to do here. I don't want to get yelled at, Ross Jackson. We love you, but I don't need an email saying we went too long on something here. Um, so Cody, Locked On Texans, Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Browns. We're going to uh, continue it through here. Crossover Thursday. Always some fun episodes. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well on BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. Predictions. Jeff, 
just go ahead and tell us how you think the Browns going to win. <laughs> I, I think I, I, the problem is, is I truly think the Browns have like a comeuppance that they're going to give to somebody. Like somebody's going to like face the anguish here somewhere in this next six weeks of the way this season went. It's really difficult to think it's Houston because you know Deshaun's coming into this, and I think the Browns they maybe don't want to show the whole arsenal yet. Like you're not going to go into this that game against sense. a team one nine and one. I got to play Baltimore. I got to play some good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be maybe a little vanilla ish. Um, the key here is going to be can the Browns defense? It's been like three out of four where they looked okay, and it sucks because okay was never the expectation for this defense. Mm-hmm. This defense it was top. Five. They closed out top 10 last year. Didn't lose many guys. Even the injuries, I get it. You know, Anthony Walker was a leader, but you know, at the end of the day, Anthony Walker derailed your defense. It's kind of hard to fixture that. Their defensive tackles. Perion Winfrey at times shows you some things. The rest of them, I've seen enough to you know, I've seen too much. They can all go. Um, but I do think it'll be like double digits. You know, if I wanted to say like a 24 to 13. You know, because the Browns, I think, will go play some prevent late and say, you know, look, just you know, do what you got to do. Um, they've got they've gotten you know bitten a little bit, as everybody knows. You know, week two against the Jets um, by you know trying to you know cover in obvious situations where they just needed to play more prevent. They're smarter than that now, but that'll also probably lead to you know the Texans getting some points. Um, so yeah, 24 13, I would say for me, kind of feels about right. And most important thing is the Browns get out healthy. They can maybe keep this trend going. And, you know, for Watson, it, it, it's just enough positives put together because these fans here, a lot of them aren't ready to imagine that they could have a quarterback with the potential of Deshaun Watson. A lot of them are ready to say, well, the percentage was under 60. He threw an interception. They'll find everything to nitpick him apart whether that's just because of the person that he is. And again, you know, we can't fault anybody. It's, it, uh, that is what it is, but it is because of what the Browns invested into him. And, you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks, folks. All I could tell you, Jeff, Browns fans out there, I rooted and watched Deshaun Watson as a fan from 2017 to 2019. Got into media, started covering him. I only covered him in 2020, which is by far his best season. All I could tell you is, once he figures it, once he figures it out, and once he get into a rhythm, it's going to be something special to see. Darts <laughs> everywhere and simple. But you know, when I take a look at Sunday's game, Jeff, the score you gave is better than what I'm imagining. Um, of course, I got the Cleveland Browns winning, but I got them winning 27 to six. Um, you know, at this point in the season, it just seems like the Houston Texans, like I mentioned, you know, nothing's there. The effort isn't there. They're not playing hard. You know, it, it's just a mess all it's over. T- and it's tough, though, man, for a lot of those people. Oh, like, yeah. you're in a real – I mean, like, you look at a guy like Jerry Hughes. Like, what happened at the trade deadline? Like, nobody tells Jerry Hughes, hey, man, we appreciate the fact you wanted to come home. But, man, you better than us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to go back to Buffalo? Like, we'll let you go back to Buffalo. <laughs> exactly, you know. You know, and- like, you know, and, like, you know, he kind of signed up for maybe, you know, maybe a swan song at home, this, that. And, you know, the kids get to see it a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know. But it's got to be tough because, I, I, I mean, I, I, what I've seen, Jerry Hughes still out there every week, man, giving everything he got, like that type of dude. It's, and it's tough because, you know, the writing's on the wall. And nobody's, you know, you try to play the good soldier, but sometimes it's just too hard. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. But, you know, the Texans, they just have so many issues. And one one issue that I didn't talk about is the quarterback position. Ironically, with Deshaun Watson coming back to town, um, you know, we we you, they, they gave Davis Mills an opportunity. He showed that he's not going to be the team starting quarterback for the future. You brought in Kyle We Allen. knew this, Cody. <laughs> we <laughs> no, knew no, this. I, I was a believer in Davis Mills. I didn't go as – well, I did to a certain extent, but – I wasn't expecting him to be the franchise quarterback, but I thought he was going to He could be Jacoby Brissett. It'd be, yeah. That's yeah, fair? I, he could be Jacoby okay, Brissett. Okay, that's he fair. But even enough. then, even then, Jacoby Brissett, who I always thought was a quality starting quarterback, Davis Mills got to the point where he didn't even show that. Now you brought in Kyle Allen and Lovey Smith on Sunday and Monday came to the press conference talking about he wanted to take away some positives. The fact that they scored 15 points and finally was able to move the ball. I'm like, yeah, that was after Miami set down all of their important players. Exactly. So how much do you make? You're not playing anymore. How much do you make? You're not playing <laughs> exactly, anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, at halftime against the Miami Dolphins, it was 30 to nothing. Ever since the loss against the Tennessee Titans, um, with the exception of the first half against the Philadelphia Eagles game, it just seems like nothing for this organization is going right. And I expect it to continue on Sunday. I got 27 to 6, but that is off of the shoulders of um, Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is going to have another game where he rushed for over 100. I, I, I think, yeah, that's something. And look, if it gets to that point, Nick's going to be put on ice. He is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just the way they do it. And I don't blame him because um, yeah. they're in a weird situation running back wise. You know, Kareem Hunt, free agent. He's not putting up the production they're comfortable mm-hmm. with. We know he's going. He was going regardless of what he did this season. Dearness Johnson, same thing. He's made 2.5 this year. I mean, he's seen the field about as much as I have. They got to see if Jerome Ford is a, is a future piece here. He's got to start getting some reps to the running back position. Uh, you know, they're committed to Nick to the long term. Uh, but, guys, it's going to be a fun game here Sunday. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, it should be a good game. Look, for Texans fans, you ain't seen them, you know, obviously in a long time. <laughs> the Browns fans, this is the first time, you know, and it, it's everything that goes along, um, you know. So you, you've got a player, you know, who probably, you know, we, you know, we all understand how it works and, you know, how he's put it in this position where he's going to be back at this point in time mm-hmm. um, because he's one of the best in the game and that's the way he's viewed. Uh, you know, for the Browns, they're hoping that this leads to legitimacy, like 110%. We are playing, you know, semifinals. We are playing in championship games. We are playing in potential Super Bowls. This was the investment that was made. The amount of first-round picks, $238 million. I mean, your GM, your head coach, their heads are on the chopping block. It wasn't even them who pushed for this as much <laughs> as it was ownership. Exactly. God knows a GM and a head coach didn't say, you're going to give them $238 million guaranteed. <laughs> it does not work that way. But for the Browns, this is this is their, you know, the biggest of, you know, all in there's ever been by this organization. We'll see if it works. Houston, you know, again, you know, it's a good spot to be in. Like if you got to rebuild quickly, you know, Tennessee, what's going, you know, what's going on there after this season? Who knows? <laughs> you know, Indianapolis, uh, you know, is Baker Mayfield the next veteran quarterback that goes there next year? A little bit past his prime because that's what they've been doing for year in, year out. In Jacksonville, there's times where you think you like it, and then there's always that snoozer where you're like, you guys didn't even show up this week. So, hmm. you know, so definitely fun here. Crossover Thursday, locked on Texans, locked on Browns. For everybody who makes uh, our episodes your first listen every day, we cannot appreciate it anymore. Uh, whether it is on your favorite podcast app, 
Of course, YouTube, subscribe to the shows, Lockdown Texans, Lockdown Browns. Uh, notifications on, anything drops, you guys are there, ready for it. We go live, you get a short bit, you get a full episode. Uh, of course, you know, make sure you're doing that. Like, uh, Hit like on each episode for us. Uh, been a great, great time, always catching up here. Um, you know, it, it's so strange that so much goes on between these two teams and the way it's all worked out. And then this game gets added on top of it. I hope somehow, some way these teams do not face each other next year. Um, I love Cody. So we'll do an episode just for fun of it, but man, I do not want to do a crossover based on these two teams uh, next year or whatever. Uh, but again, you know, uh, we're treated great here. We love working for this network. Um, we all have a blast doing it and none of it, none of it would ever happen without any of you crossover Thursday, locked on Browns, locked on Texans. Everybody have a great week. See y'all Sunday.